you know, this this episode is I was kind of on the wire, more or less, as to whether or not to speak on the events um, that are surrounding the George Floyd circumstances um, and the unrest that we see occurring right now or if I should just more or less leave it and you know let the circumstances speak for themselves part of the reason why I contemplated just sort of talking more about everything else that I want to talk about um, in regards to basically staying on topic and on theme with our simulation being or our reality being a simulation and sort of discussing these more mind expanding topics um, was because I just I'm always always apprehensive when mass I'm always apprehensive of mass reactions and while I I understand the sensitivity of the situation obviously I just can't help but think about just a few months ago we allowed ourselves to get massively swung in one direction with the COVID-19 thing which eventually led to the shutting down of the entire world economy. And now we're trying to recover from that and the crazy unemployment numbers. But I felt as though, you know, the nature of this podcast is to speak is just speak my truth. I always say that, just speak my truth for what it's worth. And people might listen to this and skip over it and just wait for other content. You're welcome to do so. Um, Some people might be disappointed as to what I have to say. And some people, it might actually resonate with them. I'm trying to, I'm going to try to address address what's happening as in a as logical and concise manner as I possibly can. America has a problem, a serious problem. There has been a festering wound. It's an undercurrent of racial injustice and a double standards and a history of treating people of color particularly African Americans, Black Americans, um, as second-class citizens. I think a lot of European Americans are don't seem to be conscious of the fact that the double standard practices and the racial injustice and the inequality is apparent, painfully apparent and painfully obvious to people of color. And it almost seems as though European Americans 
tend to revel in their privilege. I mean, they're certainly aware of it. Um, and I know that they're aware of it because you see actions and we're seeing it filmed more and put online and everything else like that. Um, they, you know, a person who isn't afraid of being punished because they understand that they're privileged will behave in a certain way. So for example, we had the protests in Michigan where people did not want to observe the lockdown measures. And as a result, they showed up armed to, uh, I think, I don't know where, I think the co- the governor's office or something like that. And, uh, you know, they were protesting. And I heard Fox News say, well, more or less, when white people protest, um, they don't loot and riot. Which, of course, isn't fucking true. First of all, I've seen riots and, and, and looting done by hockey fans who destroyed their own city after winning a hockey championship. So that's just bullshit. And when black people watch things like that and see the obvious double standards, it sort of feeds that emotional reaction. Like, we know what you're doing and you're not talking to us by making these comments. You're talking to your white constituents, clearly, and you're stoking that sense of white supremacy. And by definition, when you make the comparison to say, you know, white people are better because when they have a problem, they do things in this way compared to, quote unquote, thugs and animals and using those sort of, you know, dog whistle type politics. We know what's going on. And and we hear it. And it just fuels that anger. Right. So you, European Americans, have been programmed to believe that people of color are less intelligent and you subsequently are superior to literally the rest of humanity. And the unfortunate um, side effect of that is that you actually believe that. So you don't think, right? Of course, I'm painting in broad strokes here, but you get my point. You don't think that when you say things like, well, when white people go and protest, they don't loot, that there are other people in other demographics that are watching it and just saying, like, how does this help? The other thing, too, the protesters that were marching on the governor's, I think, home in Michigan um, with their guns. One, they were protesting a law that they felt was unjust. They, of course, have the right to do that, but they, by going out, were breaking the law that was instilled by their governor. And they knew that they could congregate while armed and face no legal repercussions and no 
dangerous repercussions. And that's why they did it. Because on a subconscious level, they are aware of their privilege and they act on it on a daily basis. So they, they weren't afraid to march on the government man on the governor's mansion armed. And I remember watching Fox News and I forget who the talking head was, but he was pleading, don't show up with guns, you know, don't do this. You know, like begging them to stand down. And the way that they were addressed, those protesters were addressed was different. Now, to compare the two is also intentionally misleading because you're comparing people protesting, not wanting to follow the law, whether or not you, you, you like the law, it's still the law because you voted in a governor in that state, and she instilled that law. So whether or not you like it or not, it's still that law. And these people chose to break it. And that's what they're protesting. They don't like it. Now, you're comparing that, you know, gathering to people, to a racial group of people who have been, for the past week, no, for the past two weeks, I've noticed the media ramp up the Focusing because they're trying to shift now from the coronavirus thing. It's still there in the background, but it's not the news cycle. Like it's not the pressing news cycle anymore. They've moved it now to this whole thing. And I I rarely go on social media, but I did a, just a couple of days ago. I think I needed to check something. And as I was scrolling through, I just saw another image and then another image and then another image and then another image right of this guy getting kneeled on and it's like the the visual was striking and I think after about five minutes just five minutes of scrolling and I probably like the 10th post of seeing this I started to feel really down and really emotional and I uh sad and I, I deleted it. I deleted the app. This was on Instagram. I never really keep the app on my phone. I only download if I need to post something to my art page. And um, that was just for a short m- moment of time. And I have been, for the last three, four years, consciously making sure that I don't consume the media because I don't want it to consume me. Now, imagine, think how quickly things go viral. And now you have that picture and then you see the celebrities and it's on Twitter, it's on Facebook, it's on Instagram. Your friends are texting it to you. They're texting you, they're calling you, FaceTiming you, asking you, what do you think about this? And you shift from being a rational human being to being an emotional human being. And all the pain and all the anger and all the frustration and everything that comes from living in this country as a person of color and observing those sort of images constantly being thrown into your face of cops, of just injustice against people of color in general, but cops killing and assaulting 
and, you know, pushing their knees into the backs of black children and killing black children with impunity, with impunity. You know, the worst thing that happens to them is they, they get fired or put on leave. Yeah. And then it's like a powder keg, an emotional powder keg. And then it explodes because now then you have the celebrities who are very influential. Like they're literally called influencers. And some of them are literally calling for violence. Um, Colin Kaepernick, Nice Cube, to name a couple that pop into my head. Um, and I and I understand. I understand it because I'm a person of color, and I've lived this. I lived this to be more comfortable. This is my country, okay? Fuck you. <laughs> Don't tell me to go back to where I came from because if I have to go back to where I came from, then you do too. You are a European American, not a native. American. It's my country. I'm a U.S. citizen. I am a Nigerian American, but I'm a U.S. citizen. And yet, I've never quite felt comfortable in my own skin in the States. I love who I am. And I spent a lot of time more or less on my own, you know, with close friends. Um, and those close friends tend to be people of color, aside from my husband, who's an Italian-American. Because you go out and you just never know. You just never know. And am I saying that black, or I should say police brutality only happens to black people? No. But when you think back through everything that black people have had to endure, people of color in general, but black people specifically in this country, from, you know, the bombing of Black Wall Street, like, research that, to the Tuskegee experiments, right, to the murdering of leaders, you know, leaders who, who called for peace, flawed individuals, we're all flawed. We're all flawed individuals, but they meant well. You killed them, assassinated them. Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, cut at their prime. You know, I don't agree with Kaepernick and the things that he said lately, but the guy took a knee for this very reason. And then we, and by we, I mean people of color, African-Americans, sat by and we're reading your tweets. <laughs> I don't think you guys realize that. We're reading your tweets, we're reading your posts, and we're reading you say that this man has no right to kneel because kneeling is disrespectful. When has kneeling ever been fucking disrespectful? And we're, we're, we're watching. Watching you flaunt your privilege. Watching you call the police on us which to me is a lethal threat. It's a threat of lethal force for selling water, bottled water, for writing a bad check, for walk, like just for, for, for walking, for barbecuing, 
for existing. And all we can do is shake our head. And we keep seeing this happen. The last time things hit this fever pitch, coincidentally, was also an election year. It's the last election year. The previous election year. And the time before that was also an election year. I don't ignore coincidences. Am I saying that the media has a part to play in this? Yes. Do I think the timing is really fucking weird that, you know, Biden goes on Charlemagne the God's uh, podcast and says, if you're even contemplating voting for Trump, you're not black. And then a week later, all these things, like the media ramps up these, you know, hyper-focusing on all these, you know, white on black crimes, right? And all of a sudden, it makes Biden's comments not look bad anymore. Do I put it above the media to do this and have this actually be, you know, intentional? Like, set up in a way, you know, you just keep showing the the same images and you're intentionally stoking the fire. Set up in a way to trigger this feeling and then spin it and say, this is Trump's fault. Don't vote for him. Of course, the media has always been a a tool for political, you know, adversaries kind of utilize against them, depending on what nation. And clearly the media is a left-wing tool. And um, so we're seeing that play out. So am I aware of that? Yes. But that doesn't take away from the fact that it's still fucked up what's happening because... The media, quote unquote, wouldn't be able to poke at these wounds if Americans had actually worked and gone out of their way to heal these wounds in the first place. White people have a problem. And the problem that white people have is this. They have a habit, and if you're a white person, I'm talking, I'll speak directly to you, okay? You guys have a habit of antagonizing people, right? You push people, you push people, particularly black people. It's like a bully, you know? You guys are bullies. Not all of you. I'm painting in broad strokes, but a lot of you are. And it's not something you do intentionally. It's just... You guys are victims of a cultural programming, a cultural hypnosis that basically has programmed you to think that you are better than people and you act that way. And we are fucking human beings too. And we're growing up under the same constitution that guarantees the same freedoms that you have. And we too believe that all human are created equal and so when you mistreat us and then you get away with it when you kill us and you get away with it and it's an obvious it's an obvious situation that there was a race there was racial bias involved and it's a tribalism thing happening where 
white people are letting themselves off the hook. And our lives are being treated like like we're worthless. Of course it makes us angry. Are you kidding? Flip the table. I, I talked about this on the other episode, COVID-1492. It was just a few episodes back. Go read, go listen to that rather. But think about all the shows that you watched, right? All the shows we all, we all watch shows. Now imagine you're watching America and watch your behavior and the way you have treated people of color in this country and look in the mirror and ask yourself, who is the fucking villain here? Black people, I should say the U.S. government introduces crack cocaine into black communities and white people call them crackheads and thugs. Right? Put them in jail. Fast forward 20 years, the opioid epidemic happens and white people, because they are the ones who are more affected, they spin it and they're not crackheads. They're not drug addicts, right? It becomes, oh, addiction. Addiction is a serious problem. and We need to take care of this. We need to have compassion. Where was your fucking compassion when black people were addicted to drugs because of what the government introduced into their neighborhoods, intentionally, willfully introduced into their communities. And so you give white drug addicts a safe space to do drugs and you dedicate money to the rehabilitation of their mental health and physical health and you give them needles so that they can do heroin and not get infected and you protect them. And you change the narrative so we're supposed to feel sorry for them. But the black person does the exact same thing and they're fucking crackheads. You don't think we see this? Or do you really believe that fucking programming, that you're being conditioned to think that we're fucking stupid? We're not. We see it. We see the double standard. And so the anger that you are seeing, is it fueled by the media? Of course. Is it stoked by the media? Yes. Was it ignited by the media? Yes. But if we had all collectively worked on being decent human beings to each other, and by we all, I mean white people, because this is not our problem, I'm sorry. In this situation, if this were a TV show, if aliens were watching us right now, European Americans look like fucking assholes. Stop and look at your history. I'm going to lose listeners for this probably, and that's okay. But I got to speak my truth. Do I condone the violence? No. Of course not. Do I condone the looting? No. But am I sitting here th- thinking that it's all is just all black people doing that? Hell no. 
I saw a video of the Umbrella Man, the first person to, to smash and begin the looting. It was a white guy dressed in all black with boots, sweatpants, a hoodie, gloves, a hat or a beanie, and then like a mask, like a gas mask. And you like literally he was doing everything to hide his identity, his race. But you could only just see like a little bit of his eyes. And of course, that's what you could tell it was a white person. And it's hot as fuck. Because the people around him that were asking him, what are you doing? Before he got ready to start smashing shit. We're all dressed in t-shirt and shorts. And they were following him, asking him, what are you doing? But the media doesn't talk about that. Right? Let's focus on that. So it's up to us then to start self-reporting and flipping the narrative. And by us, I mean people of color and our allies. The situation that's happening right now is, to put it in the words of Malcolm X, is the chickens coming home to roost. Is it okay? No. Threatening to shoot protesters and looters is really funny, considering the fact that if it was a crowd of white people doing the exact same thing, a sitting president would never say something like that. But obviously he's a bigot. Obviously he's a white supremacist because of the way he was conditioned. He's a racist because of the way he was conditioned by his by this society. And he's not the only one. There are regular average American citizens who see that and because they're programmed to look at things in a particular way, they probably agree with him. And they're incapable of seeing what's happening because they are unconscious and they've been programmed. I don't hold it against him. It is He is what he is. And he's been that way for a very long time. He's not going to change. And the people who stirred all this up, like they always do, know that. And they know that when Fox News goes and says the things that they say, they know who they're talking to. And when the videos circulate, just read the way the, the you know, CNN reports versus Fox News. They know how to push people's emotional buttons. They know how to make people defensive. And they know how to make people, they, make, they know how to make white people defensive. And they know how to like make black people angry. And every three to four years that this happens where the, it just hits a fever pitch people say the same thing until we fix this issue it's going to keep happening because this is america's race relations particularly between black and white americans between european and african americans in this country is the achilles heel of the united states It's going to, until you guys, and by you guys, I mean European Americans, stop and start holding each other accountable. This isn't going to stop. If a police officer murders somebody, he shouldn't be above the law. He should be charged for murder. 
you know, the the hiring practices. You know, it seems like they just let anybody become a cop without doing background checks on these people to find out what their affiliations are. It's really not that hard to, to, to make these people take a racial bias test. Like, these tests are online. And honestly, this is America. Capitalism is king. Private companies can come up with apps that allow for police departments to quickly and accurately test potential candidates to join police departments for racial biases. And if you're coming into the force with a bias, um, you shouldn't be allowed to join the force. A lot of things need to be changed. You know, my friend said that the media is a a necessary evil? I don't know if it's necessary, especially in the the way things are right now, because once we all move past this, guarantee you something else is going to be kind of a new cycle, a new cycle starts. Everybody's going to get wound up about something else, you know, in the next couple of weeks. And I just, at what point do we stop and say, you know, I'm fucking tired of being wound up like this. But they wouldn't be able to wind us up like this, particularly about racial issues, if there wasn't a real, like, serious problem in this country. I felt more comfortable in places like Hawaii and in England than I did in even just basic Southern California, than I do in Southern California. I think people in, in England, I'm not saying all, obviously, but people in, in England just tend to be just more accepting of just everybody for the most part, for most people, and just you are what you are and that's it. And obviously, same in Hawaii, right? It's just a lot, a lot more, it's still America, but just a lot more people of color. So you, you don't have to deal with the bullshit as you do here. But let's focus on England. And let's focus on our new generation, our, you know, millennials, people in their 20s and 30s and 40s even now. And ask yourself, you know, are, are, our parents left us this sort of shitty, fucked up legacy, yeah? Do we, do, do we want to continue this and pass this kind of reality on to our children to experience this? And here's the thing, as, as, as more and more people integrate and as more and more people enter into interracial relationships you know you could stand and say look I'm a black I'm a white person I'm a European American so I you know that's unfortunate but this doesn't really affect me yes it does because if you allow things like this to keep happening you know this will eventually affect you in some way whether it's your father-in-law your stepson 
your son-in-law, your grandson, your granddaughter, your daughter, your coworker, your business partner, your neighbor, your favorite athlete, your favorite entertainer, your, fa- your lawyer, your doctor. We are more connected now than we've ever been. So just like what happened with this COVID-19 thing where Chinese acted selfishly and thought, you know, okay, let's not alert people as to what's going on, alert the rest of the world as to what's going on. And now they're being negatively affected because the rest of the world is more or less like not buying shit from them. And so their economy is being affected. Like we're all fucking connected. That mindset of thinking that, you know, something doesn't affect you because it's, you know, it has nothing to do with you. That's long gone. At this point now, the way, you know, international trade is going, the way we all have cell phones, the way more and more people are intermarrying and, you know, more we're seeing more and more desegregation, you know, that whole mindset is antiquated. It's disgusting. It's barbaric. And it's hypocritical. It goes against everything that this country should stand for. The rest of the world is watching. I mean, the rest of the world had always looked to the United States, but like even more so. We're so connected that something that could happen in Minneapolis, somebody in China, in Iran, in Lagos could know about it in 30 minutes. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. They're watching us. We're supposed to be the best, the first world country, the best civilization in present history that humanity has to offer. And so we can do better than this. We can set a better example for this. We have to. And like I said, this isn't a problem that black people can fix on our own. We've been trying to tell you guys this. And this has been going on for a long time. So the people who are perpetuating this violence is not black people. This injustice is not black people. Every time an anchor goes on TV, a news anchor goes on TV and makes derogatory, biased statements that are meant to lead their listeners and feed that white supremacist mindset, that racist mindset, where you draw unfair comparisons and you're supposed to be a quote-unquote news reporter, you're supposed to be a journalist, but you're clearly leading your viewers to think in a particular way. That, that should be illegal. It's not censorship, but if you are basically programming people to treat other people as though they're less than human, you're, you're conditioning your viewers because at this point, journalism isn't even reporting the story anymore. 
journalism has now become you manipulating people's thought thought processes. I mean, I would argue that it's always kind of been that case, but it's becoming even more overt. So if you are a news anchor and you are promoting racist ideologies, that is a problem. That is a violation of the civil liberties of Americans. Right? If I if I say things that are basically inciting violence or discriminatory discriminatory practices against any group of people, right? Like I can't say things against like Jewish people, right? If I'm a public figure and these anchors are public figures and they, they are allowed to do this with impunity. And so they encourage, plant these thoughts in their viewers' heads and further sow the seeds of disunity that we're seeing now. That is not okay. That should be illegal. That should stop. Let us first of all acknowledge the power of the media to program its viewers and understand that part of a lot of the problems that we're having right now stems from the way the media portrays people of color, specifically black people, and encourages white supremacist mindsets amongst European Americans. Don't believe me? Just go to Fox News. Read that shit. Just look, listen to what they're talking about and how they present the news. They're not journalists anymore. They're like just straight out controlling, manipulating, telling people how to think, pushing little buttons, feeding their white supremacy, feeding that mindset, encouraging them to think that they are better. That's literally the definition of racism. And they're not, they're, they, they have a responsibility to report the news accurately and fairly and justly and say, look, these people are protesting not just one death, not just one life, but one life after another life after another life after another life after another life, and then person just getting fired or getting an administra- administrative leave. They are angry. They have the right to be angry. They're human beings. They have the right to be human. They're emotional. They have the right to be emotional. Is this okay? No, but under the circumstances, it's understandable. Now, how do we go about fixing this? I don't want to keep doing this, the cycle, you know? And I'm sure you're tired of it too. So we're all tired of it. But like I said, this isn't an issue that black people can fix. I mean, Rodney, we've had, we had, we've had a black president for two terms, and this is still happening. And as much as people want to blame Trump, like, clearly he's just, he's just what he is. You can't point the, ba- the blame at one man. He didn't cause this. There's, there's many moving parts here. 
that's that led to this that is leading to this that has been leading to this you guys you european people european americans have to deal with each other ask yourself how you appear how, how do we like, are we actually hypocritical yes you are we we see you we see you call the police on us knowing that a cop could show up and kill somebody we see you antagonize us and then turn around and go well why are you angry wait why are you focusing on my reaction and not your action why are you spinning this on me and trying to make it seem like i have a defect of character instead of holding mirror up to yourself and asking yourself why aren't you following the rules why aren't you following the law why do you expect to be above the law why do you expect to not behave appropriately and then i call you out on it and then all of a sudden i'm a problem you're demeaning who i am as a human being and i'm not gonna fucking stand for it and if it leads to anger clearly that's a human response we're all working on being better human beings and some of us are working on being more conscious human beings but in the meantime you can't provoke people continuously and not expect a reaction. And then when they do react, you ignore all the shit that led up to their reaction and call them thugs and animals and draw unfair comparisons and pat yourself on the back and say, well, we're superior because we wouldn't do this and we, we don't behave like this because that just adds more fuel to the powder keg. Y'all need to deal with this. Y'all need to check each other. You guys look like straight villains. Like I said, if anybody is watching any, quote unquote, let's say aliens, any civilization that we are unaware of right now is observing us, you guys look like the dicks. Historical dicks. You're not as superior as you think you are. You just look like the villain on every TV show and every movie that basically thinks that they're the shit while they're going around just fucking people up. And let's go back to programming. We're all programmed with the same TV shows, the same movies that basically say the same thing. Don't stand for bullies. Stand up to bullies. We're tired of being bullied. People are reacting and people are fighting back. So if you don't want us to react... Then check your actions.